Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode, I believe this is now episode 8 of the Couch Sports Podcast. Joined here by co-host of the Lovecast, Max Belzik. Max, how are you? I'm good, Butsy. Thank you for having me as always. It's always a pleasure having you on, my friend. Um, not a lot of headlines across the sports world, but let's let's first start off by recapping what was an incredible weekend of college football. Yeah, it was it was uh it was awesome. There were so many good games. Um, one uh, one of the games was one of the best games I've ever seen. Uh, absolutely crazy in the LSU game. Which one? Oh, the LSU Florida game. Yeah, that was that was just nutty. That was freaking insane. I don't know if I've ever seen a college football game like that. Um, do you want to start off with that one? I want to start off with one that we can just briefly talk about the fucking uh, UNC Appalachian State game. Yeah, it's, that was crazy. Appalachian dude. State scored 40 points in the fourth quarter and still found a way to lose uh, yeah. because UNC returned an onside kick, I'm sure. Everybody's seen the clip of the UNC yeah. uh, special teams unit just absolutely flattening uh, the kick kickoff team for the Appalachian State. They just ran in the fucking kick for a touchdown. It was sick. Yeah. But, I mean, was, if you score 40 points in a fourth quarter and you don't win, it's like – that's really painful. That's a hard pill to swallow. Pretty tough. It is. Um, yeah, UNC should not be letting App State score that much either. Uh, it's not the same type of program. So a little embarrassing on their part, even though they ended up getting the dub. Like, not a great win for them. Um, I also want to talk about Old Dominion, Virginia Tech. Uh, <laughs> Old Dominion somehow pulled one out at home against Virginia Tech, which is unfortunate. Um, yeah, I just think – A lot Virginia of sharks Tech, were on Old Dominion. Yeah. About six I, and a half. I, Virginia Tech is slipping a little bit. They just couldn't really get going. Um, not great. Your your adopted team, Sam Houston, was looking nice against uh, Texas A and M in the beginning. They were holding they, they were holding up pretty well. They were holding up well until that uh, the weather delay. And then the, after the weather delay, they didn't look too sharp. But yeah, you know, I mean, if you don't I, uh, score a single point, it's pretty tough. Yeah, but Texas A and M had like the most expensive recruiting class this year, so. I mean, for a team that's obviously not on the same level as Texas A&M, they only lost by 31. I mean, that's a good amount. But, you know, they held in there in the beginning. Their defense looked solid. They just couldn't really get it done scoring-wise. They had some opportunities, though. For sure. Um, you know, they threw a pick or fumbled in the red zone. And they've had a couple, yeah, they had a couple of bad turnovers. But, I mean, it's Sam Houston State. I don't really know what we're expecting. We're expecting them to to put up a fight against a sixth-ranked team in the, or fifth-ranked team in the nation at home. Uh, really wasn't going to happen. But whatever, it's fun. It's fun to be a fan of a team that you know doesn't win every week. Exactly. Um, Florida, Florida. I got some money off them. Um, that looked real nice. Yep. That was a nice little spot. I I know. How did uh, uh fading Elon go for us? I don't remember. I, I uh, it didn't go great. Way. Um, Elon scored a late touchdown and they got the onside kick. So Vanderbilt didn't really have a chance to score again. But they were up like. They were up probably twenty four points most of the game, so yeah. they were kind of they were up twenty plus points most of the game, so they kind of were in control of it. And then Elon just scored another late bullshit touchdown. But I'm I'm sticking to the game plan. I'm going to continue to fade Elon. Uh, hopefully, good things happen out of that. But the Florida Utah game was fucking unbelievable. I mean, yeah. like Utah basically just pulled a um, like a Seattle Seahawks in the Super Bowl, throwing yeah. it on the goal line when Florida hadn't been able to stop the run all day. Yeah, no, absolutely. To be fair, though, terrible. they had no timeout, so they kind of had to throw it. But they did. But I just want to talk about uh, Anthony Richardson real quick. Holy, he is—he's the real deal. I'm—I I know I gave Tennessee the game against Florida coming up, but I don't know if that's going to be 
going our way. Anthony Richardson is looking real sharp. He looks He's dirty. Good. He does. He yeah. looks really, really I, dirty. I'm I'm worried about him. Um, and is Etienne? Is that the is that a sibling of the other one? There's uh, one I feel like it's a pretty rare nickname, so I, it Trevor might be Trevor Etienne. Yeah, Tyler and Trevor. I think I think that I think they're related. Um, he was like a running back, but um, yeah, Florida looks really sharp. They look good. Um, they were able to pull out that win. I, I, I think like getting rid of their old head coach who was just, you know, it was a dumpster fire last year for the program. Um, they get Billy Napier in there. He's a lot better of a head coach. I, I just, I like Florida a lot more now and I'm scared of them for sure. Um, yeah, continuing through, I mean, oh, Cincinnati and Arkansas, that was a close cover by Arkansas, but they, they got it done. Um, yeah, they did. Cincinnati stuck it in there. Dude. Um, I, I the only thing that I lost on was that Oregon cover. We can talk about that. That I had Oregon because I took oh, a little three legger too. It was Oregon to cover, Arkansas to cover, and um, Florida to cover. And then I took a Florida bet straight up, and then I bet some UFC stuff. And Florida, the Florida one won, and the two of the legs on the three legger hit, except for Oregon. Oregon looked like shit. Bo Nix is it garbage. Was really bad. Bonix is ass, and honestly, I I knew he was fucking trash yeah. too, and I still kind of put my faith in him for some bad reason. Um, he was he wasn't good at Auburn. He's not a good quarterback. Period. No, he's not. A good to be honest, but I mean, you know, I I don't know if like I thought the jerseys were gonna impact the way he played because <laughs> the jerseys are absolutely like the best in college football. Maybe besides Carolina, who have by far the best colors. Um, but you know, oh, oh you, you want to debate that? You want to debate that? Debate. Think Carolina, do you think Carolina has has the best colors in college sports? Oh yeah, no, mm-hmm. I'm not even going to debate that. <laughs> yeah, I love no, that there's no blue. way. There's no way. The powder blue is, is is very I very up, tough. I grew. My mom was a UNC or like still kind of is. I grew up a UNC fan as well. So I was. We shared. We shared I was that wearing the powder blue Nike elites. Yeah, I, I had the powder yeah. blue Nike elites. Everything, oh. dude. I'm Bro, big, the fucking Nike elites. The Nike elites were awesome. You had to get like collect them all: the neon oh, greens, yeah. the orange, the reds. Yeah, outrageous were... highlighter colors. Mat, no matching, or you would Never. be one matching color, or you just would be like horrifically matched. It was awesome. That was a great time in our lives. But really simple yeah, time. Um, simple time for sure. I, I, yeah, I think I was just betting on the Oregon name, the jerseys, like you said, and. Are they? I know the AP poll came out this week. I don't know if they should even be ranked after that performance. I'm I don't think they should be. They, they're bad. Um, uh, I will say though, Georgia yeah. Georgia's offense looked like the real deal. Um, we know their defense was going to step up, but Bonex made a lot of bonehead. Yeah, Georgia's looks really good. Stetson Bennett um, looked fucking lights out. He was making yeah. play like an unbelievable plays. Yeah, um, yeah. That touchdown well, pass he threw, and he fucking oh my god, the six seven two seventy yeah. tight end. Dude, like they've McGon got like four, four NFL tight ends. That they have like four NFL tight ends. Their tight ends room are completely dirty. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't. I said going into it that I wasn't very high on Stetson Bennett, and I'm. I take that back. He's yeah, he's I, very I, I good. He's very very good. I like him a lot now. <laughs> Excuse me. And I know that was just like one play, but I mean one game against I guess a lesser opponent. But dude, he looks sharp. Georgia's fucking scary. Um. Uh, real quick, the AP poll just running through. Um, number one is Alabama. Number two is Georgia. Three Ohio State. Four Michigan. Five Clemson. Which I don't. I don't know how. I mean, they ended up putting a whooping on Georgia Tech, but that first half of that game was Gross. really tough. I don't know. Gross. 
yeah, they they didn't look very good. Uh, seven Oklahoma, eight Notre Dame, nine Baylor, ten USC, eleven Oklahoma State, twelve Florida, thirteen Utah, fourteen Michigan State, fifteen Miami, sixteen Arkansas, seventeen Pittsburgh, eighteen is NC State, which yeah, they went down five Pulled spots. Pulled out a win. Yeah, you could have even put them down lower. They barely beat ECU, which is again not a little bit of a lesser opponent. I don't know. I, I, you could put them down a little bit more. Uh, 19 is Wisconsin, 20 Kentucky, 21 BYU, 22 Ole Miss, 23 Wake Forest, 24 Vols, and 25 is Houston. So it BYU really scored it in the first bit. play of the game against USF. They literally scored yeah. in the first play of the game. BYU they looked did. unbelievable. Um, I know USF isn't great. The spread on that was 12 and a half, but um, no, BYU could be legit. Um, yeah. They're obviously not going to make a college football playoff run, but no. You know, they'll put together a nice, decent yeah. nine, ten win season, nine, eight, nine, ten win season. Um, big game I want to talk about. Yeah, they, they got something in the water over there. Uh, probably the number one game of the week, uh, Ohio State, Notre Dame. I don't think anybody expected Notre Dame to play that well. No, uh, I like Notre Dame. I, I, I'm i not mad that they only dropped to like, I think it was what? Yeah, they only Seven, dropped uh, to eight. eight. Yeah, I, I'm not mad at that. They put up a good fight. Um, That was a tough injury to that. Uh, like the wide receiver for Ohio State, I forget his name right now. That was a tough injury, but they still are just filthy. CJ Stroud and Bryce Young, I think, are going to be neck and neck for the Heisman unless they give it to a non quarterback. But those two are going to be head to head, I think. Which they're, won't they happen. Really Which won't happen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it'll. I'm, I'm, I'm I mean, thinking CJ Stroud. I also think Stetson Bennett could, uh, could put a horse in that race. Um, he could. With the way he looked against Oregon, obviously Oregon probably shouldn't have been ranked as high as they were going coming into this. Yeah, just the name Bo Nix probably boosted that ranking a few uh, a yeah. few spots. But now it's gonna be hurting. I him. mean, those three QBs looked really good. Uh, I was impressed. With Notre Dame's defense only holding Ohio State to twenty one points. Yeah, um, you know Notre Dame doesn't have a great offense, but Ohio State's defense still played well. I think if Ohio State can find a way to put up, I mean put up more points like it's one it's week one against a really good defense like they could come out next week and put up 65 points and i wouldn't be shocked yeah um because their offense is really prolific it's probably i would say top i don't know top three with with georgia and alabama for top three offense in the, in the uh in college football but no it was a fun weekend of college football man it, it was really awesome was a great time and florida state that, lsu yeah, yeah we, we gotta talk, talk that game yeah just dude lsu's in trouble i think they they're um their lead uh, wide receiver Boutte or whatever, the, however the fuck you say his last name. He he had two catches and he took everything out of his bio that was LSU related. Deleted everything LSU related on his Instagram. Um, oh no! A bunch of LSU like linemen were tweeting like cryptic quotes about like going through the dark and stuff like that. A, a bunch of receivers took out um did what Boutte did and deleted everything LSU from their Instagram profiles. Um, it sounds like. Chip Kelly's, I mean, not Chip Kelly, Brian Kelly's already starting to lose the uh, the locker room a little bit. Um, yeah, clearly, and it's been one game. Yeah, their quarterback couldn't make a long pass. He could only keep it. I mean, he had a nice he drive at bad. the end of the game, but he looked bad in, for just about everything until that little last drive. I mean, he was, once he started doing little short five-yard and under, or five to like eight-yard passes, he was, he was okay, but he really could not hit the long ball. And, um, they have so much talent. Like they're gonna be, they're gonna figure it out. I think, but right now it's not looking good down in Baton Rouge. And honestly, 
I used to like LSU, but they had a fucking bunch of like thug ass plays on in this game. Like they had that horrific they had that one guy targeting. Did... Oh my god, oh. that was like the most obvious target. Like in like yeah. in when you Google targeting, that's yeah, the clip that should that. come up. Yep. Yeah. And um, yeah, they had their one player celebrate and tear his ACL, which that sucks. That's honestly that's just shit. But it's like it's not. And if you're the coach, you're not. I don't know how you can be mad at that because that's like a really normal celebration. It's not like he was doing yeah. anything out of the ordinary. It's not like he was doing some really stupid shit towards ACL. He was like celebrating in a normal way. Yeah, and it just it happened wasn't to that, go. That one, that one wasn't a thug play. That one was actually really sad. I I hate to see shit like that. But there yeah, was another sucks. play where, um, whoever eighteen was on FSU, he kept like he kept um just messing with this one cornerback or whatever. And the guy just straight up punched him and got an unnecessary roughness call like late in the game. That really hurt them. They were just super undisciplined. They got a ton of penalties, ton of penalties. Yeah. They had um, a certain just, amount of penalties. Yeah. And they're just, they, the, those guys were, you know, maybe the, I'm a lot of those guys are still Ogeron hangover players. And you know how he was just partying and, you know, hooking up with college chicks. So I'm sure there's a good <laughs> amount of hangover of, um, just not playing a lot of football and not getting down to business. So, you know, it, it it's going to be tough for Brian K- Kelly, especially coming from the North. Like it's unique down South and especially in Louisiana and Baton Rouge in particular, like it's a whole different way of life down here and there. And they, they really need to accept you first. And if you're some Northern motherfucker coming down and you're not, you're not looking good, you're going to be on the hot seat after week one. They love their tigers down there. Yeah, I mean, I will say though, I'm gonna give a little props to Florida State. Uh, I think they look a yeah, lot Florida better State than they really have, good. and they have looked they look a lot better right now than they have in previous years. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really turning that program really around. Good. He looked really fucking good. Uh, the receivers looked good as well. Um, some really unique play designs. The flea flicker. Uh, yeah, that was so nice. They, yeah, that they, was a nice. Play. They look, they look really good. So I'm, I was impressed with Florida State's play in that game for sure. LSU, man. I mean. Dude. If if you're fucking Brian Kelly, and you just watched a guy muff a punt, you're gonna put the <laughs> same motherfucker back out there, and you got lucky that FSU fumbled on the one that yeah. you even had like an opportunity to tie the game. Like that was so fucking like that's just a dumb coaching move, just a, such yeah. a bonehead move. You think yeah. Bill Belichick would ever put like Amendola back out there at least for the same game if he had muffed the punt? He hates fumbling, which he probably so, never no. has. <laughs> No, but Bill Belichick. But like that speaks, it just speaks to the undisciplinedness, the undisciplinedness of LSU. Undisciplinedity, <laughs> undisciplinedness. We're making up words. Um, yeah, no, they. I completely agree. Um, Jordan Travis looked really sharp. That's the quarterback for uh, FSU. He had some. He has an arm on him, dude. He would. He had some long bombs that looked really, really good. Um. I believe he came from Louis Louisville, if I remember correctly. Let me just check that real quick. Um, yeah, Louisville. So um, he he's looking really sharp. Um, I was really really impressed with him, and I like this Florida State team. They got some big boys up front. They got some big big guys on the line too. Like they got some weapons too. Um, yeah, I, I I like what they can do. Um, and then the LSU quarterback. Um, what's his name? Hold on, pulling it up real quick. Um, uh, he's bad. Uh, Jaden Daniels. I heard. I'm pretty sure that when he he so he was at Arizona State and then he transferred. And I'm pretty sure he was one that like his teammates cheered when he transferred and were like oh pretty God. happy about it. Yeah. So I forget like the full story, but I was seeing that on Twitter and um and on all the SEC stuff that I follow. So like, yeah, I I just don't I don't think 
he it looks too good for him and um yeah i i just wasn't really happy with what he did and i think he like i said he just didn't really have the ability to throw the long ball and his decision making looked a little period, weird dude honestly yeah. like besides that last drive like yeah. you said they couldn't he couldn't throw a football period yeah. Um. Do you want to go through some bets for next week's college football? Because I'm like, yeah, I haven't really, I haven't really dissected the slate yet, to be yeah. honest. And honestly, I got fucking smacked this week. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Like, I got, I got really, really fucking boned. Um. But nevertheless, so fun to play. So fun to bet on. Yeah. It's such a fun fucking sport to watch. Um. There's nothing just like a quick glance here. I'm probably gonna take Miami minus twenty six. They just put up 70 points against a pretty shitty team and Southern Miss isn't great. Yeah. Um, and I think Miami can just is just going to run them. So I think 26 isn't enough in that game. Yeah. Uh, I would probably... I like Arkansas. Fading Elon. Fading Elon. Fading okay. Elon, whoever, of course. Whoever's, whoever Elon's playing. Fading them. Um, a lot of lines honest, aren't out yet, to be honest. Yeah, honestly, um, I really hate to say this. And I really, really hate to say it. And... It, I know people are going to come at me, but Tennessee's going to pit as a minus six and a half favorite. That is not, Pitt. you got to fade that. That That's terrible. Pitt, wait, Pitt's Pitt. minus six and a half or Tennessee? No, Tennessee's a minus six and a half favorite at Pitt. Or we've lost, we've never won against Pitt. We're three, we're 0 and three against them. And we're that's going just, this to. This doesn't make any sense. So. I don't know why we're minus six and a half, but we're, I don't know why we're minus six and a half favorite, but uh, as a sharp, if you're a sharp better, that's a line you're going to want to be on. Cause um, as much as I love my Vols, I, I don't know. I don't know that I, I see this as if it, if it is like, I see it as a close game. I don't see it as a minus six and a half. Like that's a pretty right. big win for Tennessee. If that does happen. And granted um, they don't have Kenny two gloves. He's on my NFL team now, but, we're gonna um, talk about him later. And I single handedly we'll Yeah. I single handedly watched him tear our hearts out for opening game last season. <laughs> I was sitting right behind the, the beginning uh end zone. So I just watched him throw like two straight touchdowns. But I wasn't that mad because I felt like he was going to Pittsburgh all the way. Any anyways, um, yeah, if you're if you as much as I hate to say it, I, I think you gotta fade the balls in this spot. I just don't understand why they're getting minus six and a half at um, on the road against a team that they haven't beat ever, so it's just tough, lot, tough spot for them. I like that. But, I like that a lot. I'll tell you a team that I'm gonna hop on real quick. Uh, I'm gonna hop on Florida again. I was just gonna say Gators. the same thing. Just gonna I'm say gonna the hop thing. on the Gators, taking the money line five at home against yeah. Kentucky. Uh, I don't think Kentucky's great. Uh, I think Utah's obviously a lot better. And Florida just beat a very good Utah team at home. I will say, that, you know, despite the loss for Utah, they looked okay. Their running game looked really good. Yeah. So, you know, Utah could be his team to watch later in the season. I think they'll still – they deserve to still be ranked. But also, I think Florida deserves to be ranked after that performance, especially yeah. if they beat Kentucky this week. You know, and I don't think it's, you know, number 25 in the nation. I think it's, you know, somewhere around 17, 18 in the nation for Florida. Uh, I do expect them to win by at least a touchdown. Their fucking offense looked really fucking good. Uh, the swamp was rocking. Everyone seems to be engaged and uh, really involved and behind this team. Yeah. So. UF minus five. Uh, yeah. uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, September 6th. So, you know, these lines are kind of early. So, and it's already gone from four and a half to five. So I would grab it now before it changes. Yeah. I'm also looking at this BYU Baylor. Um, may, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to take the spread, but I like the I like taking the Baylor on the money line. The only thing is, is it in 
is it is in BYU, which um or at BYU, which is um there are some issues with altitude there, especially Baylor guys coming from Texas. They're not gonna be super sorry for yeah, my the dog. flattest the flattest place on earth. Yeah, so they're not gonna be they're not gonna be super used to the altitude, so that could be an issue, but it is a number nine Baylor going into number twenty one BYU. And although BYU looks good against um with SF, um, like I, I don't know. I, I like I like Baylor's got a lot more talent. Um, and I see them coming in as an underdog. I'm definitely gonna toss some cash on that. And then I know they're not on the big island, but um a, a 51, um Michigan minus 51. Are you fucking I you gotta <laughs> toss some cash on that, right? Like that you gotta you have, toss some I don't care. Honestly, I don't know what side you want to take on that. And, and Hawaii honestly, against I, the spread. <laughs> At that at that point, like with that line, you could literally hop on either side, and it's at that like there's no I don't think there's any rhyme or reason behind betting either side of this game. I just think <laughs> you're like, all right, it's number eight Michigan at home against the team literally from the other side of almost the, like the planet, yeah. almost like the other side of planet. So it's Fair. like, all right, they're gonna and they just Michigan just spanked whoever the fuck they just played. They played uh, Colorado, uh, Colorado State. State, who's not yeah. awful. They're not. No, terrible. they actually looked their 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 offense looked pretty sharp going into it um def- michigan's defense is real good yeah it's they're dirty they just so michigan is won by 44 51 and a half it's a lot of fucking points and the that's spread's a lot of 67 too or the over under 67 so i would probably take michigan to be honest um i don't know if i just think hawaii is bad hawaii is really bad yeah you know, usually they've they've really been dependent on you know covering on the island and just covering in general hawaii just always seems to cover but now they've gotten spanked, like flat out spanked, two weeks in a row. I, I, I just think you got to go Michigan. Yeah, it's a lot Dude, of points, I re- but I really like that Wilson guy from Michigan too. I, I know he only had two receptions, but he had two receptions for sixty five yards. So, um, that's ridiculous. I think the first one was a sixty yard catch, actually, but still, I, I liked him a lot. Yeah, there's um, there's some, there's some fun games. Um, I'm just so excited. We can also talk some NFL betting if you're interested. I'm taking the Bills. Uh, I don't really know if there's not a, a lot to be said here. Uh, I really like the Bills minus two now, actually, uh, on your local yeah. sports book, I believe. So DraftKings has it at two, open it two and yeah. a half. It's down to two with the public on the Bills. So it's a little bit of a little bit of a reverse line movement there over under 51 and a half. I just can't wait for this game. I think this game is going to be so unbelievable. Excited. But I think the Bills win the Super Bowl this year, and I think they come out and, and have a statement win in game one. I don't think I know the Rams are good, and they added a couple guys um, and kept pretty much everybody besides Odell, who's still actually going to be on the team. I yeah. think I think he's just you yeah, know when he I comes back, the Rams the Rams kept his locker. The yeah, Rams they, kept his locker. I'm pretty sure. Facetimed Cup and was like, "I'll see you December 16th or something." Yeah, so so Odell's back, but uh, Bill, this Bills team's loaded, and they know that it's their year. And you know, I you know the Rams do have something to defend and something to to prove. But I, I just really like the Bills this year, man. And it sucks to say as a Patriots guy, but I, I fucking love the Bills. I think let's do another episode later in the week and we can dive into more NFL betting. Yeah. Um, just on that Bills game real quick, I, I don't know if I have a play on the on um any like winner or spread or anything just because I, I maybe if I don't know, I, I could see the Rams pulling this one out just because they're at home. And, um, you know, it's they're coming back from and Sean McVay is five and oh, and week one um, wins. He doesn't play his uh, team in the preseason. So or like his starters in the preseason. So they're really fresh. Um, I, I'd, I wouldn't put it past them grabbing 
a win over over the Bills, but I don't like it enough to bet it. I also really love the Bills. I think they're my favorite for the Super. I think they're my Super Bowl pick this year as well. Um, the one thing I do like is the over. Um, and I know I that's kind of a, yeah. I I know that's kind of weird because both of these teams have solid defenses. But I was listening to um, East Coast Bias on the Ringer Gambling Show, and this guy Raheem Palmer was talking about how it's usually super messy the first week and because of that people think like oh that's gonna not account for points but usually when it's really messy it's missed tackles and for and allowing people to run and just get more points so because of that i i think the my one area that i'm gonna play is the over on this game i i i like that play to uh too to be honest but the thing is i think if this game is later in the season i think that total is possibly at 53 and a half yeah and when that, offenses I'm taking, are really on settled in yeah, right. I think I, w- I would go under there later in the season too. But you know, opening week one, I think it's going to be a little sloppy. I agree, but and you know, Stafford's the Bills healthy. Defense, Stafford's healthy. Both sides have really good defense, but you know, the Bills kind of prove that they can't really stop a really good offense. Yeah, uh, when they played the Chiefs, clearly. So let's, uh, you know, I, the Von Miller's going home say, too. The, the, yeah, the Rams don't have like a Kelsey that just yeah. can kill him up the seams like the Chiefs do, but. They have a really good offense. Juju, I think, is going to have an insane year filling Tyreek Hill's shoes. Uh, it's going to be a different Chiefs. Uh, um, why, am, why am I talking about the Chiefs? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm all over the place. I'm all over the place. It's just been a long day. First day of class. It has been, dude. Um, but I like the Bills, period, over. I would lean it. I'm not, I don't know if I'll make it a full unit play, maybe a little half half unit spring spring. But yeah. let's move on to some high school basketball news. Ohio State has officially offered Bronny James. Yes. Um. I mean – He's got a. I don't think he actually goes. I honestly, I think he goes. Um, I think he goes the way of like professional somehow. You know, like not G-League? not with yeah, G League ignite. I think would be kind of his way. Yeah, yeah. And I don't blame him. I honestly think that's a better route for him because the projections we're getting out right now is he's projected as a second round pick. He's. I don't even know if he's nationally ranked in the top one hundred right now. Ohio State offer was clearly just because his dad would have gone there they were, and they were and they went to the football yeah, game, to the game too, yeah and, yeah and, and they're trying to get funding from lebron um that's so, like get the lebron shit on their jerseys too and all that like, yeah it would be so exactly um and i think like he'll get a shit ton of nil money so if that's the case like nil is really changing the game here and um i think if if that's the case like maybe he takes it but knowing Le- knowing what i know about lebron Actually, no. Knowing what I know about LeBron, I could see him telling Bronny to take it because it's LeBron yeah, and he's so, trying to do the legacy thing. But so I think, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. But I, I just don't think it's best for Bronny in his career because LeBron's going to want him to go to Ohio State and do the whole one and done thing. But I think he can easily get buried on that roster, um, just because he's not super. He's not as talented as what. I mean, he's he's also young, but he's just not like as talented as what we would think he is, just because he's LeBron's son. Like, if you really look like i know they post his highlights all the time but there are better players in high school that are gonna actually 100 100 but the thing is like if if Bronny goes the ignite route i don't think that it's any better i think he gets buried on that roster too i really do um yeah. i don't i think he has a better chance to shine but like the the thing is about sports like and, you know obviously i played high school basketball and I was, you know, when I was there, like playing, it was fucking awesome to talk about 
who's going where, who's getting what off. Yeah, that was fun. Who's good, who's not. It's fucking, it's really fun. Um, who's Greener, now, who's like, Greener's um, guy? Who's Greener's guy? Oh, TJ Leaf? TJ Leaf? T- no, no, the the fucking kid on, um, whenever we went, it doesn't matter. It was like, we went to like Winnicott or something and he was like, it was like that little, uh, he was like Asian kid or something. And I have no idea who you're talking about. Greener was about. all over him. Greener said he was the best point guard in New Hampshire at the time. Yeah, Greener, Greener has some blasphemous takes. Um, but <laughs> like now that I'm like in college now and you know, looking back on all like the high school recruiting shit, it like the bottom line is I think if you're good enough, you'll play. So like yeah. if Ronnie's good enough and he goes to Ohio State, he'll play at Ohio State. Excuse I've me, also... but if he's not good enough, he won't play. And I think college coaches don't give a fuck if your dad's LeBron James or if your dad's yeah. Michael Jordan or if your dad's anybody. It doesn't matter. It's also um he's a little a little bit undersized just a little bit and I mean obviously it's not a huge deal like he's not like undersized for a point guard or whatever he's but like if you look at him and then you look at like I've been able to be courtside I've I've actually seen Ohio State play Penn State and let me tell yeah. you they Penn State was dog shit um and so he's gonna be playing like. He's gonna be playing some competition that's not super solid as it if he went to like I mean he's still gonna be playing like Michigan. No, the, I mean the big the Big Ten is like one of the best basketball conferences. I mean the yeah, Big Ten has some unbelievable teams, but they do have like the Penn State. Yeah, Penn State's terrible. Yeah, but, Rutgers like, is they, pretty good. But it's college basketball. Like they yeah. will like they'll find a way to win a game when they're fucking twenty five and a half point underdogs in a yeah. basketball game. I know. So, I know Tennessee's recruiting, or they've they were said to be recruiting uh, Bronny pretty hard. They just, I don't think he'll you guys just got that kid from uh, Maine that played Middlesex Magic, dude. Uh, Four star recruit. He's good. Yes, He's a did. fucking. Bucket. I know. I was so I was texting my buddy Sam White today, not to pivot to the Vols because that's what I always do, but I I just want to highlight something. I think you guys got to be on the lookout for Tennessee basketball this year. First off, Santiago Vescovi, our starting point guard today. I was walking on campus with my head down. And I'm like, who the fuck smells so good? And I look up, and it's Santiago Vescovi standing right in front of me. And he's smells, listed at six three. Well, he's from Uruguay, Uruguay. So th- those guys are known for smelling pretty good. They they're always cologned up, you know. South America knows yep. where it's at with the with the smells. Um, anyways, because they all have like the Tennessee backpack, so it said Santiago Vescovi on it. And, you know, like they. Th- and the thing is, they want you to know, like, yeah. all right, I'm the fucking shit. Don't talk to me unless you're actually. Anyways, he's listed at 6'3", and I'm only 6'1", dude, and I am a lot bigger than him. Just putting that out there. Um, I was very surprised by that. I was like, whoa, okay. Sant- Santi, you're a little bit smaller than I thought. He's probably like six and a half feet. But anyways, wow. um, Tennessee basketball has two freshmen that were ranked top 20 nationally. One was ranked 13th in the nation and first coming out of South Carolina. They got arguably one of the best grad school transfers in the nation from Indiana State. Um, he set a couple of records over there. And then we got a, re- a freshman who is ranked 45th nationally and first out of the state of Minnesota. So, and we got um, the New York Gatorade Player of the Year. Um, he's he's going to be a freshman this year for us. And the last person to do that who's evolved was Tobias Harris. So, I'm liking our team this year. Not not to pivot away from Bronny, but I'm just well. Let's look- talk about Tobias Harris now. I feel like we're just going down a rabbit hole, but I feel like people <laughs> like terrible to this. So terrible. Um, yeah, terrible. Fuck Tobias Harris. I fucking hate Tobias Harris. Awful contract. Uh, he was a Sixer forever, and I always feel like he still he is. just kind of stunk. He I mean yeah, he still is. He I feel like he just kind of stinks. I feel like he either puts up twenty points or zero points, and I know he's had a really actually solid NBA career. Contract terrible. A decent amount of money. I don't understand how the fuck he got that bag, but I feel like everybody's getting paid an absurd amount now. Oh, dude, just but, wait for um. I think it's either four or five years from now. The NBA is getting a new TV deal, 
And I don't know if you remember when like, um, oh, who was it? There was just like just horrific contract, like Luol Deng's contract, like just awful. Oh yeah, where he gets where he got paid for like fucking ten years after he's done playing or something ridiculous. Yes, um, those contracts are about to be even like it's going to be even worse because the NBA is going to get this new TV deal, so they're going to have a lot more money to spend. So you're going to see like mid-level exception guys that are like making 20 million dollars a year like just ridiculous yeah. terrible like like bobby portis will be making like 45 a year like stuff it's really like gonna make it's really gonna make you reconsider your life decisions when we're like working <laughs> nine to fives making like yes, 70 yes. grand a year and bobby bobby portis plays 10 minutes a game and makes 30 million a year yes it's gonna he be a problem to but spend some money on lasik too he does. He needs to get rid of those fucking goggles. Uh, circling back to Bronny, uh, I think LeBron would want him to go to school because I feel like LeBron, yeah. low-key, a little self-absorbed. Um, you think? Jesus Christ, dude. Every, <laughs> possibly a tad. Without... Dude, Sorry. I don't think he's ever I know, said I couldn't, anything. I couldn't get out. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's ever said anything that wasn't, like, scripted. Like, I don't think he's ever said anything, like, naturally, which which he need to do to be... He could be a robot. Like, he, could be a go he could be a government yeah. robot. I mean, the thing about LeBron that I really respect is that, like, there's you've never you never hear of like any divorce family drama um like cheating on his wife he's he's married he married his sweetheart or whatever he, sweetheart, yeah he um he literally like he's he's never been arrested in trouble like he's always been a really good guy he does a lot for the community um and in order to do that and be one of those guys you always have to make sure your public reputation is just very solid so you can tell that like Everything he says is scripted. He also just lies about the dumbest shit, dude. I, he, there's, there's yeah, so his Twitter's a fucking his. You could go through his Twitter and just laugh at like ninety percent of the shit he says. It's he, hilarious. He, says he, he gets calls destroyed. Everything. Yeah, he gets destroyed in his comment sections. But I feel like LeBron wants to live vicariously through his kids, which honestly yeah. makes sense. Most That's like a lot of parents, parents like. do. Yeah. Um, and the fact that LeBron never went to college, and you know all the NIL deals now, and you know honestly playing in college. Like, you know, I'm going to compare it to high school a little bit. There's, like, no better feeling than playing in front of dude, a thou like thousands of people that are just straight cheering your name. Like, there's yes. no better feeling than that. So I feel like uh, Bronny will end up going to college, whether it's Ohio State or, you know, a blue butt. Be I don't know. If he does go, so? it's going to be – if he does go anywhere, it's got to be Ohio State. I don't, I don't see him anywhere else. Also, dude, their jerseys are clean. Their jerseys are fucking clean. I noticed that when I saw them playing. Like they have this beautiful cursive on their jerseys. I've, I they have some of the best jerseys in the in the um college basketball thing. Like I, I love their jerseys. I'm just put it's off for sure. Um, we're running out of time on this Zoom because again we're poor and can't, yeah, afford, can't afford the afford. ultra Zoom time. But when we come back, you want to talk about Kenny Pickett, exact name Kenny Pickett, about... offensive rookie of the year, despite Terrible. the fact that he's not even starting week one. <laughs> um, Montrez Harold joins the 76ers. Uh, but like That's I said, not a lot of NFL, not a lot of news across the, the sports world right now. We're, we're waiting for week one yeah. of NFL to kick off. Everyone's kind of calming down from the um, college football week one. Uh, mm -hmm. No really big MOB buzz kind of getting to the grimy of greedy, grimy of the season right now. Um, people, teams are making playoff pushes. But honestly, we're not here to cover MLB. We're here to cover the sports that 90% of you guys listening care about. <laughs> so we'll be right back with uh, with those topics. We'll be uh Stay tuned. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back um, talking some Kenny Pickett stuff. We got Kenny Pickett getting named Offensive Rookie of the Year by NFL execs. 
I think that's uh, a little bold seeing that he's not starting week one. But honestly, like, there aren't, like, that amount, like, that, sorry, that great amount of options. There's not, there's no crazy, you know, clear number one offensive rookie of the year. Obviously, Kenny Pickett got drafted uh, first quarterback off the board, but he still got taken a little late. There's no crazy guys, and I'm like, all right, like, he's going to win offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, no, I think that's super fair. Um, I, I mean, like, it is bold to pick Kenny Pickett when he's, not going to be starting um i love just to begin i love um what the steelers are doing with kenny i don't think um you should ever have a rookie just go in and start i know there's some you know scenarios like peyton manning and stuff like that but kenny pickett's obviously not peyton manning and if you want to maximize him i think you got to throw him behind mitch trubisky and let him just absorb and learn how to be an nfl quarterback um, in fact, this was actually talked about today on the Ryan Rosillo podcast with uh, Trent Dilfer, who was a former NFL quarterback, and uh, he was a bust, a bust, but he wasn't a super great quarterback in the league. However, he um, he is now the uh, head coach of Lipsum Academy in um, Nashville, and he's a really good quarterback guy. And he was just basically explaining that playing your quarterback behind. Um, your rookie quarterback behind, you know, like a veteran is really the best option for them and allows for them to really be maximize what they can be. Um, he mentioned like Alex Smith and uh, Peyton, or Patrick Mahomes and uh, Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. Like, I really love what the Steelers are doing by putting Pickett behind um, Trubisky. I just think it's a good it's a good move for them and for him. But um, that being said, like someone who's not gonna play all what is it like 17 weeks now 18 weeks like i, I don't see how he's gonna win rookie games year. over the course of 18 weeks yeah that's that's not gonna happen i dude i i could see him not playing for like four or five weeks maybe even six maybe even maybe even not the whole season if yeah Mitch honestly really good. so we're joined so. now by a slop house slop apartment member roommate uh danny malley what's going on guys uh, um go ahead i have two takes so like i know you guys are just talking about offense rookie of the year Yes, I, wanted sir. Little, I wanted to throw in a little sleeper that you would probably like. I told Connor George Pickens. Dude, I, I love that pick. He's been looking good. Looking great. And then um what you just said about um like Farvin Rogers and who else you say? Manning and uh, Alex, Alex Smith, Smith and, and um Alex Smith and Mahomes. Yes. I don't think you compare Trubisky to those type of guys. I mean, you could no. compare him to an Alex Smith. You could do that. Alex Smith, though, was still a Pro Bowl quarterback. He was. No, no he I'm just saying, like, I, no, I'm not comparing. I'm just saying, like, in terms of, like, you need, like, a like a OG quarterback to come in and make a lot of mistakes and just show you how to be a quarterback. Like, he's been a quarterback in the league for a while. And That's he's true. Been you need a pro. But I will say, I do trust Mike Tomlin to make the right decision. Like, yeah. I really trust Mike Tomlin. He's a great coach. coach. He's, he's a, a phenomenal coach. head coach. All right, well. Thanks for coming on. Those are some great takes. Great takes. I love the Pickens take. He, I was going to say that, but I didn't want you to get on me for being a Steelers fan. I think we talked about that before. Uh, how Pickens could be a, a sleeper for offensive rookie of the year. Dude, I don't think it's a sleeper anymore, though. I think a lot of people are on it um, is the only downside. Because I, I was checking. I'm not going to lie to you. I was checking his odds on DraftKings the other day for offensive rookie of the year for future bets. And it wasn't. I, I want to say like they were in the 500s to maybe even the 200s, but I uh, I don't remember off the top of my head. But yeah, like I think some people are on it, but I do like that Pickens play. There's just not um, that many options, right? There's really just Damian not that Pierce, many guys. Maybe. You can, yeah, but there's not a lot of guys you can look at and be like, all right, like 
there's not five or six really solid good candidates for offensive rookie of the year. I just think there's yeah. a few. Yeah, um, Pickens is plus nine hundred. That's yeah. not a bad bet at all. No, Pickett's plus eight fifty. Like those aren't. I mean, I just I just wouldn't bet Pickett. I don't know why. I I do like um Damian Pierce is also plus nine hundred and Drake London's plus fourteen hundred. I like him. Like there's there's just a lot of good. Like now that we're looking at Sky Moore, Brees Hall, Chris Olave, like there's some there's some names out there that I could see. Yeah, but the thing is, like the thing I worry about with these receivers is their quarterbacks and whether they're gonna get the ball in positions to, like make plays or if they're gonna yeah. get the throws where they have the ability to make a play. So I don't love any of the quarterbacks. Like I don't love Jameis Winston. I don't love Mitch Trubisky. Or obviously right now I don't love Kenny Pickett. Uh, obviously yeah. coming as a rookie, but. You know, the NFL is just kind of dominated by a couple really, really big names right now. Um, actually, not a couple, a lot of big names. It, this league is, I think, is more stacked than it's ever been. The AFC is a fucking gauntlet to go through. But uh, nevertheless, I'm very excited for the season. Yeah, I, I also, what you're talking about, not getting some yeah. playing yeah, yeah, time. Yeah. I think Damian Pierce could, uh, he's going to get the ball a lot. Like, he's kind of their whole offense down in Houston. So I, I, I actually yes. like him as a play. My roommate good. just walked in. Literally, was like Damian Pierce. Damian yeah. Pierce. Did you just did you just throw in Damian Pierce? And I, I did. Said I, we uh, we talked about it. Yeah. No. He's he's gonna get like. There's not really much going on down in Houston. He's gonna be someone that gets the ball a ton down there. So he's Davis actually, Mills. Though I I don't. I'm not like a Davis not Mills hater. I'm not either. I'm not. not I'm not anti Davis Mills. Uh, he has an insane frame. I think he's like six five or something like that. He's long. Yeah. Um. He proved that he can make some plays last year, but when you're on the Texans and you have no roster, it's kind of hard to do anything. Yeah. Uh, but whatever. Stay into yeah. the Texans. They're gonna suck anyways. But besides that, I don't know if there's any any other sports news, Max. You wanna would you like to cover anything else or could um, this be a wrap? Be on the lookout, uh UFC this weekend, huge, huge fight. Kamzat Shamayev, the fucking beast. Is taking on. I think Nate we're gonna Diaz. drop an episode uh, Friday too, so you can get oh, into we'll get all into your it UFC then. shit, and then we're gonna cover NFL. We'll probably have a couple of guests on. I think the roommates would love to. Yeah, have love them to on. be on. Yeah, they would love to um, come on and debate sports. So, well, just a preview, real quick. Um, Jeff, just just a little insight. Jeff and Mikey fucking hate this upcoming card or this upcoming Shemayev Diaz fight. That's what. That's all I'm gonna leave it at. But they fucking hate it, and I love it. So you have to go listen to the Uppercut if you want to hear how they really yeah. feel about it. Exactly. We did give it, we already did do a preview of it on the on uppercut and we gave out a couple of bets, but honestly, it's kind of a hard card to bet. Not even going to lie. But yeah, I think that does it for me. Does it for me too. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening as always. Uh, download, share with a friend. Um, yeah, we're going to be doing yeah. this shit all year. So hey, looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? I, I mean, I'm out of words at this point. I'm out of words too. Yeah. It was a fun episode, right. but see, I'll be, I'll, I'll talk to you Friday. Great time. See you fellas.